folks, back to another episode of Sam Black Sessions. I have here, sitting next to me in the uh, in the red seat, Bo Brennan, a uh, past client of mine, but also a great friend, business owner, young investor. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Mate, um, obviously really appreciate you uh, coming along today and uh, we're going to talk all the things, probably about a little bit about business, yeah. your um, how you got into the, the investment sphere, yeah. um, some challenges that you've come up against. And maybe even talk, you know, a bit about the the buyers agency experience, sure. Because you actually went with two two buyers agents. Yeah, yeah, we've used buyers agents every time we've bought kind of thing. So yeah, amazing. Well, mate, to kick us off, maybe let's just start a little bit about, um, yeah. Obviously, you finished high school. You grew up in, in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't actually finish high school. I uh, raised by my mum in like a single parent household. Uh, I think I was about. 14 and uh, it was in year year nine. I tried a uh, private school with the idea of being an engineer. I lasted one term. I thought I'll just go work for mum. And so my mum owned the mechanic shop to start with. And uh, like, yeah, the thought behind that. And it's funny, like, you think back at things you thought without the info you have now, and, and it probably sounds funny. I thought I didn't want to be an engineer in the end because I would still have to be employed by someone, but that's probably wrong and um, you know so off to work with mum I went and uh, yeah I was at 14 finished my trade at 18 um, the workshop manager had a bad car accident just as I finished my trade so he left and you know we had to keep going so at 18 I was running the workshop and by 22 mum left and yeah there you go mate, mate yeah. there's, a, there's a lot to unpack in that short period of time all yeah. of your life so just going back, you know, it sounds like you finished school at 14. Yeah. Um, you've obviously done very well in the investment sphere. Yeah. So let's let's walk through, I guess, the mindset that you have to be in to firstly buy your own property, but also yeah. just, you know, run a business because, yeah. um, you know, it can be a bit daunting. Very, yeah. Um, so, um, like, from a young age, I always had this idea that I wanted to, you know, build a property portfolio and and later on in life use it to replace my income from the business so um from like early on i um like even at 14 when i left school the idea was always to to be in property um yeah so but uh there was a few hiccups along the way like i think we tried it you know, about 19, my partner and I buy a house and couldn't get finance. And then again at 21, I had a massive tax debt and got knocked back on the loan again. So uh, yeah, like it was it was from the, the point that me and my partner decided we wanted to buy to actually getting our first one was like eight years in the working, you know. So, uh, with, so if someone gets easily distracted, it was hard. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. There you go. Okay. So, and then that's, I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, the, the mindset and how, so every time I speak to you, you're very energetic about, you know, what's the next steps. Yeah. And then you speak to other people, I'm constantly talking to, you know, the, the, the people out there that are doing the gloom. Um, and it's funny, you know, they're 40, 50 year old people. Yeah. And they can't get over the concept that, you know, property is obviously a long term game. Yeah. And you've educated yourself, you've associated yourself with the right. You know personnel out there yeah. um you've, you know you've done very well in property at such a young sure. age where do you think was that from your mum you know being a uh no, no. <laughs> um uh, yeah it was probably more my uh, father-in-law yeah you know? but um 
yeah, it's it's weird. Like, like I said before, you you like you look back at moments with what you know now and and think how silly something was. But like early on, we almost bought some shit things. Like, you know, I remember there was one there was one house, you know, um, in a suburb with lots of land around it, and you know, so there's unlimited supply. Um, it wasn't a great property itself on a shit road and, and, and because we didn't know and the people we had around us, you know, we thought that was, that was it, that was what was going to get us to the next step and, you know, like, um, yeah, that house was one thing and, um, and then there was like, there was more after that and as upsetting as it was at the time being knocked back for the loans when, when we were struggling, like, now it was probably the best thing ever, you know, because we would have went backwards with them, you know. So, uh, yeah. It sounds like there's a bit of a perseverance in it. Yeah, the, yeah, the obsession, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> so, what uh, what happened with your, your first property? That was in Mayfield, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, oh, no, that was our second one. Okay. Right. So, we, the, the first property we actually bought was um, my industrial shed that we run one of our businesses out of. Okay. So, that, that's quite a funny story. The guy that bought it off, at the time, I thought he was like, this guy um, would like ring me out of the blue and be like, oh, you owe me extra money. And, and I, th- I just thought, you know, just like, this guy had like 30 industrial sheds and, you know, older dude, just traveled around Australia, caravan, obviously done really well for himself. And I, I just thought at the start he was out to get me, but it was weird, like, I'd say it was like 2016 when we first moved into the building. <clears throat> he said then that I could buy it off him for 500 grand. And then it was like 2016. It would have been like three and a half, four years later, 2019, you know, property had done well. And um, and we were kind of in a spot to buy it. And I, and I was like waiting to go back to him and, and he'd come back with this new price. The, the building would have been worth 700 at least, you know. Um, and I went back to him and I said, oh, I'm ready. And yeah, it still sold it to me for 500 grand. Yeah, so it's weird, like, um, yeah, something like that. Like, it sounds lucky, but we also put ourselves in a position, you know, like we found him and had the conversation, you know, paid the rent on time and put up with his weird shit. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and, at the time, it would have been annoying paying the extra money when he would ring up, and you know it was probably something he should have paid, but essentially gifted me two hundred grand for nothing. Yeah. Know? So just for sticking to his word. So I can't can't knock him on that, but um, you know, yeah, that was number one, and then number two was um, the house in Mayfield. So um, that's a that's a funny story too, really. Um, we we use another dude now that's not doing it anymore, and he's a legend. I think you know him. Um, but it was, uh, it was like, um, it was going to auction and it was like 2020, early 2020, when there's like just after that period where everyone thought the world was gonna end and then the property market took off and, and like you would know, like, like things were moving a couple percent every month, every week, it was weird. Like, like this property went on the market at, at 450, um, auction guided and then everything was selling, you know, 50 grand over the auction, so it went up at 450. Then it went to 500. It was a week out from auction, I went to 550, and um, 
and yeah, it was a week to the day out from auction. They just moved the guide up to 550, and uh, our buyer's agent secured it. Um, we'd like exchanged at like 11 o'clock in the afternoon at 550, and it, uh, like no cooling off settled it that afternoon. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, that was a weird situation too, where that was like, everyone was saying how crazy we were paying 550 for a three bedroom Mayfield. And, and I don't know, like, like talking to Hendo and, and the buyer's agent we used, Georgie, like, I was just so confident that what they knew was right. That, that like, you just had to, I don't know, we just had to block that out and, you know, 12, 18 months later, that property went up like $300,000, you know, and, and like, yeah, like set us up for the next, you know, one, two. So yeah, it's been, it was interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that just goes back to, you have to trust the product that you're yeah. buying. You have to trust real estate that yeah. it's going to go up and you're thinking long term. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to invest in something and you don't think it's going to um, do well in the long term, yeah. why, the, why the fuck would you put yourself in that no, position, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah, um, like, uh, it's funny, like, the people, people that were saying it was too expensive weren't where we wanted to be, didn't have what we wanted to have, and like, and you know, like, like you know, Hendo was my mate at the time, and, and George, you know, they've both done very well out of property, and I'm like, why would I, why should we listen to these other people when, when we've got, you know, Hendo and George and, and all these other people that are doing what we want to do. So, yeah, it was, it's funny, you know. Uh, it's, it's always funny to look back on, you know, anything like that, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, properties are, pro there's so many different aspects to property, and I think one of them is actually taking the, taking the plunge, yeah. actually making a move. Yeah. Whether it's the right one or the wrong one, um, actually putting yourself out there is, is yeah. super important to firstly get yourself into the game yeah. but also experience what it's like to, to buy property and what yeah. you can actually do for yourself yeah. um, but yourself you obviously knew that you know using an expert in the in the field yeah. could get you a much better result yeah yeah 100% and um, I think um, yeah like just there was so many little things besides how time poor I was with the business. But like, I remember uh, the buyer's agent had sent me a video um, and he he was recording with the sound on and I heard the selling agent ask something like, oh, you know, who's, who's this for? Or something like that. You know, are they investor or they want to live here? And Georgie turned around and said to him, that doesn't matter. And like, just like little things like that. And I've seen other friends like, one of my friends bought a house recently and um, you know, this was after about four or five interest rate rises we've had. And the real estate agent had like unformally accepted his offer, then rang him back and said someone else put an offer in higher. And I was just like, you know that like you know they're playing they're, they're on the, the vendor side and I just I don't know, the ten grand to not deal with real estate was almost enough, I think, you know. <laughs> just stuff like that and, and he got his compass out and checked what you know, what way the sun come up and went down and you know. Um, I think if I took on the the task on my own, like you just get emotional. As much as you don't want to, even if it's like an investment, I think like you would end up being emotional about it. Like yeah. you know. Even even if thinking of it as an investment and not you living there, you would get attached to the idea of making money off of it. So like yeah, like that sort of stuff. Like 
and, it, and as soon as he, like, I got the video and I heard him say that and it like, clicked in my head that, you know, if I was there and he worked out that we wanted to be in, it would have only been like a conversation or one bit at the auction and I would have paid double the fee that I paid for the agent. So like, you know, it paid for itself in that instance right there and then, but then what the property did over the next 18 months was nuts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so hard to measure, right? Like, yeah. It's, it's hard to measure. Yeah. Um, you've obviously invested in, in someone that knew, knew the area and knew yeah. what they were talking about, um, knew what a good investment was. He had done was. it, was yeah. the thing. You know, like he wasn't just saying it, I like, had seen on his personal Instagram that he was doing well for himself and was buying his properties and buying more and increasing his income and like, yeah, like even just to have conversations with the dude was, was worth the money. And I, I feel the same with, you know, the, the situation we had with the third one, you know, with you and Jack and um, yeah, but uh, yeah, so that, that was that. But it it was funny, it, it had said, we, we had to do a delayed settlement um, it was like, um, the, we bought the house off an older lady and, and she was a bit weird and kids were drug addicts and like, and it, there was this like moment of doubt. I was like, people close to me were in my ear about what we did paid. And, and then I remember <clears throat> uh, it had settled and my missus was still at work and I was uh, sitting out in front and like this car pulled up and it was like these two druggers and I was like, oh, what are you doing here? And, I think they were looking for the old owner, but then the neighbour came across the road <clears throat> and he was saying how upset all the neighbours were about the price it had sold for. Um, and when he said that, I was like, you know, we've done well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So. Well, it just goes back to obviously understanding your product, understanding the area. Um, yeah. And again, if you believe in, in property, yeah. you know, you yeah. should have confidence around yeah. um, paying a certain price. For sure, for sure. And like, I don't know, like I've had conversations with you and other guys since and like, just, even it's like the fee is one thing, but like, you know, um, I see people miss out over 10 or 15 grand or like, you know, I had a friend miss out on a house and you know, and this was a house in a suburb where like, probably not somewhere I'd buy, but a lot of the houses in that street had been subdivided. And he missed out on it over five grand. And I just thought like, what the fuck does five grand matter? You know what I mean? Like, you're not even paying, it's not even your five grand, it's the banks, you know? <laughs> yeah. what, was, what was, like the interest rates then were like 3%, but even what, 6% of five grand, like it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I, yeah, like when you're playing, it's, it's really hard for me because I get super excited about stuff. When you're playing a long game, like, I just don't know what, why people get so caught up on a fee or paying slightly more or, you know, like, um, you, like that house, for example, springboarded us into the second one heaps quicker than we ever thought. Yeah. Um, but, you know, 18 months later, we paid 550 for it, done like a cosmetic reno, had it valued at like 800. But even if I paid 650 for it, I wouldn't have, you know, like now it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? um, so it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, mate, let's talk a bit, a little bit about juggling the business, um, getting your finances. Yeah. Obviously, property is all about finance. Yeah. Um, has the business, has owning a business helped you with the finance side or has it made it a little bit more trickier? Um, it's done both, to be honest with you. Like I said earlier on, I, uh, when I first took over the business from mum, you know, I was, I was 18. Um, I had no idea about anything, 
um, you know, got myself into a bit of a tax problem. Uh, so at that point, you know, like there was guys working for me. I was paying them every week, and they were going and buying houses. But I was paying myself every week, and I couldn't buy a house. So like at that point, it um, it made it hard. You know, that we missed out on two houses over that, which ended up being fine. But then like post COVID and and you know with the COVID boom and, and what we did like. It made it easier in the sense that I could just increase my income and get more debt. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's done both, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, but in saying that, and like like I was saying earlier, looking back, um, uh, like about the whole engineer thing, like I wanted to go into business on my own, so I wasn't capped at my income. But like, I only paid myself something like seventy grand, which isn't much more than most people get right. Um, and then we've got the, the shed and the, and the three houses now. It's like, I could have nearly done anything and done this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't have to be business. I, I could have nearly done anything. And like, I know a lot of people that have earned a lot more money than me. It's just their spending habits that hold them up. Um, you know, like how often you see people get a pay rise and buy a new car and like, stuff like that. Like, um, but like, I guess, yeah, like, yeah, it, I, I would think that we'd be in a similar position even without the business. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I'm hearing is that uh, you're obviously very passionate about about property and also yeah. business, yeah. but also you've you've obviously taught yourself to be in in a in a headspace to to take some risk, and you know yeah. the I guess you know the the outcome whether it's bad or good. Yeah. Um, but even in you know before COVID, when everyone was saying you not to buy, you went yeah. against that and bought. Yeah. You've obviously come out on top for sure. And again, that just comes down to building the foundation, which leverage, which able to leverage you into your into your third one. How old are you then? Twenty. I turned twenty six last week. Twenty six. Twenty six, yeah. and you got three properties. It's pretty. Unfair. Yeah, yeah. I got three, and, and we look after my mum, so it's yeah. essentially four. Um, we're, we're in the process of getting that one switched to my name bit of a weird thing where like I'm paying for it but if something happened to her all the money I paid is just inheritance with the other brothers so, yeah um yeah so it's essentially four yeah yeah not and mate it's not like there's only a very small percentage of people in Australia right and you know you're, you're not knock around bloke you're, yeah you're up down to earth yeah you're um you're definitely not you know ritzy or you yeah. know spending money left right that's one of the funny things right like you, if you like, um, you know, I've got friends that, that have their own occupied house and, and whatnot. And like, if I told them that I had, you know, three and a half, four million bucks worth of property, they, they have there's this opinion, this idea, like, it's like almost glamorous that you're a property investor. It's like, well, no, like, <laughs> it's been 10 interest rate rises, you know. I, it's, it's not as pretty as it looks, but it's long term, so it, it doesn't really matter. Like, I, I, it might be. You know, uh, I think the portfolio is negatively geared at the moment. Like, I've got, I've got a feeling it's about forty grand a year, but you know, seven percent of three and a half million is a lot of money. Yeah. So forty grand a year now for the next couple of years isn't too bad when when me and the partner retire at thirty five or forty. So yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like it, it might seem crazy now what we're doing, but you know, hopefully long term when when we. You know, still relatively young, and we've got options. You know, it's yeah. worthwhile. But yeah. So you're you're delaying 
the uh, the instant gratification yeah. for something that you, you know you built in your head in terms of goals and you yeah. envisioned that what yeah. life is going to be like, yeah. um, putting everything in place. Yeah. And and look, it's obviously you've sacrificed a lot. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. not going out every weekend drinking and yeah. um, drinking piss and, and yeah. spending money on the wall. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny, like um, when say it was like 2019. When we, 2018, 2019, 2020, we bought the first one in. I didn't give myself a pay rise from the time I finished my trade at 18 for the next five years. Like, it was a 20, I was 22 when I gave myself my first pay rise. So I was on 900 bucks a week, owning the place, under all this pressure, and I was saving 700 a week of it for a house. You know what I mean? Like, so like, like I don't know. I was, I was, Maddie and myself, my partner and myself were pretty lucky in that sense that we didn't have a lot of overheads and we're still living at home, but um, we didn't not sacrifice, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, so in a sense, like anyone could do it, but not anyone could save three, two, three thirds of their wage, like three quarters of their wage, but you know, um, I guess, yeah, like if you want it enough, you'll find a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like there's two outcomes, you either do or you don't. Yeah. Like, if you really want a house, or you really want to be a property investor, you'll find a way. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and if you don't, then you probably don't really want to do it. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, I talk to many people and they're like, oh, I'd love to do that. And it's like, well, if you really would, you would take the action towards it. So, you know, yeah, you, exactly. might, you might actually just like the idea of it. <laughs> Yeah. Right, that's absolutely gold there. I yeah. think what you just mentioned there, you've, you've obviously sacrificed the, uh, the the salary to obviously get more yeah. cash flow. Um, you've had these, you've got certain steps in place to make yeah. sure you don't you know, overspend. Yeah. And you've had a goal and you've gone for it and man, it's great to hear. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a wild ride, it's cool. But um, yeah, it's weird like, because me and my partner are so impatient, like, it's long term, but we also kind of want it all now. Yeah. So like, yeah, like, I don't know, even with the business, like it'd be nothing for me to work 10, 12 hours a day, four or five days a week, like, and it's just, and like, you know, like people would say to me, like, doesn't, doesn't matter get upset that you work that much? And it's like, well, if we want to retire at 35, it's just what has to happen. You know, yeah. like, or you want to go on these holidays, you know, that's what it, you know, and to me, like, I don't know, like there's this window from five o'clock in the afternoon when most people finish work to eight thirty, nine at night. Do they just waste anyway? So like, you might as well be earning money, I think. Like doing something. You know, like um I, I get that like you never get the time again. But like you also I don't know, I think like you're right, you never get the time again. So why not work hard now so you can retire early, like you're more than likely going to live to eight even die in a car accident tomorrow. Yeah. So you might as well retire at forty five or fifty. Yeah. You know, like and if you die in a you die in a car accident tomorrow, then who knows? Like at least you have a crack. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Man, I love that mentality. Yeah. It's so good. So good. Well mate, let's uh, let's maybe wrap it up shortly, but yeah. let's talk if it's okay with you, maybe your experience with your third property. Yeah. Um and with Henderson and myself. Yeah, yeah. Like what was the uh Firstly, how did you like the experience? Was it enjoyable? Yeah. And um, yeah, give us a bit of feedback. Yeah. Like, I guess where, where the business hats in the hour, like, it would cost me more money to be distracted from that than it would 
to the engage fire station. So, uh, like I said, the, the guy we used on the first one um, doesn't do it anymore. Not that not that we would have used him again, or not that we wouldn't have. Like he was a legend, but he just doesn't do it. So, uh, I had been following Hendo since you know since he first started, and he was still working for someone else. And you know, and, and I think you were his videographer, and you know we had that relationship, and I seen you grow together, and and it was just the obvious selection. But um, yeah, like. The money is the, the whole buyer's agency thing. Like besides time saving, and I'm not an expert. Like uh, it's just a no-brainer. Like I, I think, like there's like, like I think like I could cook a steak, but a chef could cook it better. Like say, so if I think I could buy a property better than you that do it all day every day, there's like you. Ludicrous, really. Like, there's no way with you that isn't emotionally involved. You know, you've got, you've got a clear idea of what the client actually wants without them settling for yeah. something just because they've become attached. And and the fact that you just, you know, if we said five fifty, like you would just walk away at that. Like, you know, it's a no brainer for me anyway. Um, and yeah, like, yeah. So I think something that I liked uh, with you is that we obviously had a bit of a discussion around the type of property that we're targeting. Yeah. Um, you, like, we were both clear on, on location, which was obviously the most important, but you're, yeah. again, you're thinking lo- long-term. Yeah. You weren't necessarily too worried about, you know, the rental income. No. Because you knew that the capital growth definitely yeah. outweighed, yeah. Um, you know, how much money was coming in. Yeah, I think, I think the, like, the brief is pretty, pretty broad, wasn't it? <laughs> we just want something that we can renovate and add value to, you yeah. know, and, you know, we, I think we had seven, uh, what did we get? We had 850 to spend or something like that. And, um, yeah, like, that, that, that's a cracker. I can't wait to see that in five years, you know, like, the, it's, what it's, it's only two better at the moment, two better in Adamstown with three lane access, like, it's like three granny flats in the street, there's, you know, House street over sold by one point four. There's after hours settled. We settled at eight twenty. You know, and besides the experience being great, there was a house around the corner. I think about forty square meters bigger, one bed, one more bedroom, but unrenovated still, and like needed the same amount of work hours did. And it, like we bought out eight twenty, they paid nine fifty a month later. So yeah, it's no, and that was that didn't have real lane, so. Uh, yeah, that that was a cracker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think you were on board as well with having something that was a little bit unique or, or scarce, yeah. which uh, puts that property different than other properties. Yeah. And real yeah. access is is a prime example of that. Yeah. Not every property has real yeah. name, and a lot of people actually go, "Oh well, this yeah. is something a little bit different." Yeah. Um, and obviously, you, you you took advantage of that. Yeah, and it was like like you said, it was a, it's an interesting property in the sense that. We've done a we've done a cosmetic reno and it's made it livable. We rented it out, but it, it still has that owner occupier appeal for the, the sense that like because it does have the rear lane access and it's not a super nice house. Some of us still buy at the level. I think you said you'd spoke to someone or that there was an offer fall through on it where someone wanted to level it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like if they were and, and they were offered more than us. So so my thought around that was like if they were going to pay eight thirty for a block of land and I'm paying. 820 for a house and block of land, like 
on your front. So, yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, that property actually fell through. It was funny because you had, you just, you hadn't come on, and then I actually was looking at that property um, yeah. previously. I was like, oh, I wish I had a client for it. Yeah. Um, and it ended up like exchanging, yeah. and but exchanged at eight thirty. Yeah. But then there was a, they were gonna knock it down and do a full um, rebuild, but there was a tree out the front which they couldn't yeah. um, knock down due to council regulation. And that was gonna inhibit, I think, a driveway that they were thinking of putting it yeah. in. And it basically fell through. Fell through, right, yeah. Like, even then, you know, um, like we go back to like making sure you have the right people around you. <clears throat> we, there was conversations had with people about how quick you guys found the property. And, and like people were like, oh, like that was too quick. They didn't look hard enough, and all this stuff. And it, and it was just trust, like trusting the process. That, you know, these guys have done the work. Like, didn't matter if they looked at it for another client. Like, and, and the property ticked the box of what we wanted. You know, there's there's no supply in Adamstown. There was plenty of upside. You know, it's yeah. most of the people live their own it, so they buy emotionally. So yeah, you know, I I know property like people say good property always sell well. And like, property prices have probably fallen in a sense, but uh, you know, we're, we're very confident in what we bought. And like, there's been some similar sort of houses so recently, more than what we paid and the reno and whatnot. So I think, you know, that rings true that good property always sells well and you know. Yeah. And that, that was the point of using someone like you, so. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And mate, I think it uh, just goes back, right? You just you just mentioned then there was people saying that you bought too early, but that's the same type of people that were telling yeah. you not to buy. Yeah, <laughs> at, yeah. You know, before COVID. Yeah. So I've just noticed in life, but also especially this industry, there's always people out there that are going to try to get into your ear, yeah. give you their advice that they learned from the pub or their, you know, yeah. their uncle that lives down the road. Um, and yeah, I think super important where you get your information from, mm -hmm. but also now like. Because the media is uh, yeah. so negative, right? And yeah. Listening to um, negativity can put you in a bit of a, um, a headspace that goes, oh, yeah. shit, probably going to fall out. Fall out. Exactly. But it's funny, right? Like, I remember this is like non-house related, but my uncle used to be heaps into cars and motorbikes. And he said to me once, he had this like, motorbike he'd spent way too much money on. He said, Bo, you've never lost money unless you don't sell. Like, or something like that. Like, you only lose money when you sell it. So, yeah. like, Say we paid eight twenty and it was worth seven fifty now. Well, it doesn't matter if we hold on to it for another five years. Like, yeah, you know, property prices moving up or down in the short term doesn't matter when we're talking about holding them to it for forty five fifty. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not that I think it's done that, but yeah. it'd, be, it'd be very interesting to um, to get someone out and look at it soon. Yeah, mate. I'm, uh, once you are finished off the Renaults, get a rebate, we'll be able to. Had a conversation for sure, for sure. Well. mate where can we uh where can we find you um in terms of uh your business yeah and and like uh, yeah. you're obviously uh, a mechanic shop yeah. that does servicing on, on cars yeah, yeah. I, got, I got a couple of mechanic shops up in maitland so they're called the service center thorn and the service center east maitland um and then our goal is to grow that but we've also got a full drive business we do lots of full drive accessories and you know, by the end of this year, we plan to be mostly online, and uh, you know, that's kind of the next step in our path to grow the business and, and diversify, like um, you know, into, into other things. And, you know, so yeah, it's exciting. But, yeah. yeah, beautiful. All right, mate. Well, pleasure coming on. Thank you. Cheers. 
This is general advice and does not take into consideration your objectives, situation, or needs. You should consider if this advice is suitable to you or your circumstances, and please read any applicable PDS beforehand. This is a Henderson podcast production.